thing we'd done was wrong. Staying in the wilderness too long. Keep your eyes on the prize. Hold on. The only thing we'd done was right. Was the day we started to fight. Keep your eyes on the prize. You are listening to Farm and Fiddle, the podcast that celebrates and explores rural life for today and tomorrow. Every week since June 1999, we have brought you the best voices in sustainable agriculture on Mid-Missouri's KOPN 89.5 FM. This is Rhett Hartman. I'm Margot McMillan. Thanks for listening. This recording of a speech by Bernie Sanders was made at the annual meeting of the Iowa Organic Association in Story City, Iowa, on December 5th, 2019. Thank you all for the important work uh, that you are doing. Um, I can remember, if some of you might, that uh, not so many years ago, organic agriculture was considered to be kind of a fringe operation. Uh, you've changed that. Let's have organic farmers in Vermont and all over the country. And now you are a $50 billion fringe. Uh, you are growing at a rate of 10% every single year. That's and I think the reason for that is that we live in a very uncertain time and people are worried about the water that they are drinking and all over this country people are drinking unhealthy water they're worried about the air that they are breathing and kids all over this country especially in low-income communities coming down with asthma and other illnesses because of air pollution. And people are mostly worried about the quality of the food that they are eating for themselves and for their kids. They're worried about the pesticides uh, in the food, the way the food is being produced. Uh, and what you are seeing all across this country is more and more people say, you know what, I want to know where my food comes from. And I want it to be healthy and I don't want it to be laden with pesticides. And that is why I think uh, your industry is growing. Um, needless to say, um, we have a number of challenges in front of us if we're going to maintain the strength, the growth, and the integrity of uh, organic agriculture in this country. And I know, as in every other industry, that large corporate interests uh, are more than anxious to get into the business, are into the business, and uh, they are trying to dilute organic standards. So let me first of all tell you, I believe in the strongest possible organic standards. If a product is going to be labeled organic, it must be organic. 
in the deepest sense of that word. concern about trade policy and products coming into this country uh, and I believe very much that we should be labeling uh, our food products in terms of country of origin. People want to know that product food is being manufactured in an honest way, that the labels mean something and that that food is manufactured to the best degree possible produced right here in the United States of America. So we're going to be very strong. I have a little bit of a history, just tell you very briefly a, a story, if I might, before somebody steals the mic from here. Way back when, my state, Vermont, uh, is a dairy state. And I'm going to get into, a, in this discussion, an issue I know that is on everybody's minds, and that is the massive attacks against family-based agriculture, whether it's organic or not organic. And in Vermont, my memory is correct, over the last 10 years, we have lost about 25% of our dairy farmers. And that's true all over this country. And it is a terribly, terribly sad thing. Uh, people whose families have farmed for generations now being forced off of the land because of low prices. Prices they're getting are not coming close to the cost of production. But I will remember that some years ago, maybe 20 years ago, uh, our good friends in Monsanto, my dear friends, that's a joke. <laughs> Please, you don't know how much of a sense of unity. They came up with a product called BST. We have any uh, dairy farmers here? Okay. Remember BST? BST. Here was a time, then and now, where we have a glut of milk. And what uh, uh, Monsanto wanted to do is to stress out cows to increase milk production at a time when we wanted to cut back on milk production. Lower prices, stress out cows. Brilliant idea, and I'll never forget this. I was invited to appear on CBS to, as a congressman and not in the Senate to talk about BSD and why I opposed uh, the introduction of BSD into the Vermont area. And this is interesting Monsanto threatened to sue CBS. Now, CBS is not a mom and pop operation, it's a multi zillion dollar operation. And I never got on the air to talk about it at that time. But we did do. Uh, you know, Monsanto, as all of you know, is a very, very powerful, nefarious force in many respects. Um, and, um, but I, you know, the end result of all of this stuff is that family-based agriculture, whether it's dairy or anything else, is under assault right now. And that's an issue that concerns me uh, very much. Um, so let me talk about the fact that right now, as many of you know, about 77% of all federal subsidies are going to the 10% to 10% of the farms in America. 77% of subsidies go to 10% of the farms. Under Bernie Sanders' administration, we are gonna change that formula. And subsidies, federal aid, will go to the farmers who need it the most, the farmers who are doing the most important work, and that is not factory farms. So we're going to change our <laughs> And, you know, above and beyond organic farming, uh, our administration will do something that has not been done uh, in a very long time under either Republican or Democratic administrations. And that is, we will 
uh, appoint an Attorney General of the United States who understands antitrust law. of agriculture, but by the way, as I think all of you know, this phenomenon of concentration of ownership is true in industry after industry, from Wall Street on. But right now, in terms of agribusiness, we cannot continue to allow just four large companies to control 82% of the beef packing industry, 85% of soybean processing, 63% of pork packing, and 53% of chicken processing. Um, so we need, and I will appoint, uh, an attorney general who will not only impose a moratorium on new agribusiness mergers, uh, but will break up uh, agribusiness monopolies that are devastating family-based agriculture all across this country. That will be true for agriculture, that will be true in other sectors of our economy. All over America now, we have too few large corporations who are controlling our economy, and that has got to change. The last point that I want to just touch on is an issue that I am happy to say the media is now beginning to pay attention to, and that was not always the case. And that is the existential threat uh, to our planet of climate change. And I think many of you have followed some of the recent reports coming from the United Nations and other studies that are out there. And essentially now what the scientific community is telling us is that they underestimated the severity and the speed in which climate change is wreaking havoc on our country and in fact the entire world. This is an issue, the more I read about it, the more I study it, the more frightened I become. And we need to take on the fossil fuel industry we need to transform our energy system away from fossil fuel to energy efficiency and sustainable energy. And we need to tell the fossil fuel industry that their short-term profits are not more important than the future of this planet. So we are in an existential moment here. And, and I don't mean to frighten people, and I'm not an expert. The scientists know a lot more than I know. But you can read it. There's a piece in the New York Times today. I mean, whether you're talking about rising sea levels, whether you are talking about a projected significant decline in corn production and potato production, whether you're talking about fishing, where so many people around the world in our own country are dependent upon fish for their protein, and you're seeing species after species of fish being wiped out, fish moving north into colder waters because the ocean is warming. This is a huge huge crisis. And it pains me very much, I think all of you know, uh, that I disagree with Donald Trump on everything. <laughs> but on, that's saying it mildly, but on this issue of climate change, he is literally threatening the lives and well-being of our kids, our grandchildren, and future generations. And we're going to have to stand up, and agriculture has a very important role to play in that but just not only as a nation, but as a world, because we could do all the right things tomorrow, but if China and Russia and India and Pakistan and all the countries around the world are not involved in it, let me tell you, this planet will be increasingly unhealthy and uninhabitable for future generations, and we cannot allow that to happen. So uh, thank you very much, uh, and all that I can tell you 
is that if elected uh, to uh, the presidency, a family-based agriculture and organic agriculture will have a friend in the White House. We will now transition to questions from Iowa Certified Organic Farmers. The Organic Farmers Association was created to elevate the voice of certified organic farmers in this nation, bringing their policy concerns and priorities to the national stage. We appreciate you sharing your questions with us tonight. We have selected six questions, and each question is allotted no more than five minutes of response from Senator Sanders. If we have time, we will take additional questions from the audience. Please proceed with the first question. Good evening, my name is Kim Anderson and I run Blueberry Bottom, which is a certified organic blueberry farm in rural Brighton, Iowa. Organic regenerative farming practices are essential for fighting climate change and they provide environmental services that support clean air, water, and healthy food for our communities. We need more organic farmers. How will your agricultural policies incentivize more family farms to adopt and continue organic and regenerative farming practices? Well, thank you very much for that important question. Uh, let me begin by saying uh, we will demand uh, that factory farming uh, be held to a standard in which we understand the incredible environmental impact they are having on communities all over this country. It is not acceptable to me, nor I think to you. Uh, that you have factory farms whose waste is not only polluting our air, but polluting our water, costing communities huge amounts of money to deal with that. Factory farming must be held accountable, and we're going to put a moratorium on factory farming. Uh, second of all, uh, I believe in family-based agriculture for a variety of reasons. We are looking right now in Vermont, and I know in Iowa, uh, in significant declines in population in counties uh, all over your state and all over my state. And that's true all over America. Rural America is in trouble. And implicit in that is the fact that family-based agriculture is in serious, serious decline. So if we believe in organic agriculture, then what we have got to do is provide resources for farmers to make that transition away from conventional agriculture into organic agriculture. And that is not easy. That is not easy, depending on the product that you're producing. And we are going to provide, because we believe in that, not 77%, as I said before, of federal subsidies to the 10% of largest farms, but to those farmers, among other things, who want to make that transition. We understand and I, can, I speak most definitively about dairy, but I suspect it's true in a number of other uh, agricultural areas that our farmers are getting older. We want young people to understand that agriculture can be a really meaningful and important way of life. And that means they need a decent price for their product, and that's why we're gonna make sure that there is parity, that farmers will be guaranteed, family-based agriculture will be guaranteed a fair price for their product. And we're not going to continue to see the decline in rural American family-based agriculture. Bottom line here is if we want to grow the number of organic farmers, then we're going to have to help those currently doing conventional farming make the transition 
and entice younger people to get into the business. And that's an expensive business, and for the sake of our country, I think it's important that we do that. Um, transitioning more of the $3 billion USDA research budget to research and organic farming, since we need it. We are talking, you know, I, I'm not quite sure how many of you are familiar with all aspects of our campaign, but we're talking about a political revolution. We're talking about transforming uh, this country. So the answer to your question is obviously yes. Um, we will do that, no question. Thanks for being here, Bernie. My name is Billy Sammons. As Sammons Custom Farming, I co-own and operate the Hunter Multi-Generational Farm in Shudan, Iowa, where we grow diverse organic crops on 120 acres. As Dr. Tiki mentioned earlier this evening, healthy organic soil can sequester large amounts of carbon, more than we even realize. It seems fitting that today on World Soils Day, I have a question for you. Well, I, did, I confess, I did not know that today was World Soils Day. You caught me unaware here. <clears throat> if elected president, how would you assure that the USDA makes healthy soil a high priority, not only for all farmers, but in particular that it's a requirement for certified organic crops? Well, I think the last part of your question deals with very strong standards in terms of organic agriculture. And what you're saying is that part of that standard, part of that criteria, has got to be that the soil used by farmers uh, is healthy soil uh, and is rich soil. And God knows we are seeing some bad things in that respect all over this country. Um, the other point that you made and, and as I said, I was on a TV program 10 minutes ago, and, you know, I asked me about you know, climate changes in my nature. I don't know how anybody in this world, not just in this country, cannot understand that climate change is an extraordinary priority for our country and the world if we love our kids and our grandchildren. So I think agriculture can play a major role, and what we will do is we transform the Department of Agriculture away from supporting agribusiness and factory farming to supporting family-based agriculture and moving aggressively on climate change. What we will do is pay farmers to capture carbon. Pay farmers to capture carbon. Right now, that is not the case. But I think if the agricultural community can be aggressive in maintaining good soil, uh, and which will absorb carbon, that will be an enormous contribution to fighting climate change, and we should be prepared to provide financial assistance for that. And happy World Soils Day. Good evening, Senator. Uh, my name is Andy Dunham, and I'm a fifth generation farmer here in Iowa. My daughter Emma is here with me. She's a sixth generation Iowa farmer. Uh, and my wife and I own and operate Grinnell Heritage Farm in Grinnell, Iowa, where we grow a wide array of vegetables and fruits and nuts and have um, pasture and uh, grass fed beefer. Um, we're one of the oldest uh, farms in central Iowa. 
And I kind of feel like you've answered my question a little bit. Uh, in but a, I can always repeat. That's the politician's In appointing an attorney general uh, who maybe will look on us more favorably, but for years farmers have been squeezed by low prices, vertical integration of agribusiness, and monopolies of markets. And while much of this has been happening in, in the conventional sector, it is also now affecting the growing organic market. So in addition to appointing, uh, appointing an attorney general who will use antitrust legislation, um, how else would you curb this vertical integration and the monopolies and ensure fair pricing to family farmers? Okay. Um, I indicated to you that I am deeply concerned about concentration of ownership in the agribusiness industry. We will put a moratorium on mergers and we will have an attorney general who is prepared to break up uh, industries, corporations who are dominating and monopolizing a given uh, industry. Uh, I think what we will also do, as I mentioned, uh, is for the sake of rural America, for the sake of the production of good food, we will do everything possible uh, to bring more young people into agriculture so that we can have more family-based agriculture. Now, I think that the American people, and I'll never forget this, I was mayor of the largest city in the state, in Vermont, it's, it's Burlington, Vermont. And I remember distinctly when I was mayor, how much, we had no farms in the city, but how strongly people in Burlington supported family-based agriculture throughout the state. People support family-based agriculture in America, whether you're in a city or in a rural area. So for the sake of strengthening rural America, for the sake of bringing more people into family-based agriculture, our policy will be to support uh, those people who are going into family-based agriculture and especially going into organic agriculture in a number of ways. And by the way, one of the things you learn when you run for president is how one issue impacts another issue. You know, nothing is separate from anything. So when we talk about making public colleges and universities tuition free, and when we talk about canceling all student debt, that will give a whole lot of young people say, you know what, I'd love to go into agriculture. I just can't afford it right now. It'll give them the opportunity to do that. today. I'm Margaret Smith. My husband and I run a 600-acre organic grain and livestock farm about 50 miles north of here near Hampton. Um, we raise our crops for human food, for seed crops, and then for some animal feed as well. I appreciate that the National Organic Program allows us to do that, to certify our crops and sell them and the identity into the market. That's been great for us. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't be farming. Um, and of course, then we hire uh, certifiers to come and check what we do. We operate on the honor system, right? And so the NLP is also mandated with um, in, uh, ensuring that honor system. As organics has become more profitable, um, there's fraud that's in the organic system. And um, both domestic and international. And um, what I'd like to know what your administration would do to help prevent the fraud. That's undercutting our prices and undercutting our ability to make so people who are not really organic are posing as organic, or they're both domestically and internationally. Right. And, and sadly enough, it 
was an investigative reporter with the Washington Post who really got into understanding that uh, some of our imports were fraudulent. Huge shipments of, are coming in that are fraudulent from, from other Labeled as organic when they Yes. Right, but it's both domestic and international. Look, it is you know, no great secret, but you already know that we have a, uh, a corporate world today that in many respects it's not just very greedy, but it's corrupt. I mean, we see that every day. Uh, in every, don't get me going about the pharmaceutical industry. <laughs> They're creating corruption, but it's, it's very widespread. So the answer, as I think I indicated earlier, is that for the sake of consumers who are spending good dollars on organic food, they want to know that it is organic. That's what they want. So we will prosecute very heavily uh, those corporate interests, we will maintain strong standards. And I, you know, at some point maybe we can discuss how we strengthen those standards and what that means. But we will support the strongest standards possible. We will go after and prosecute those people who are lying about what they are doing or violating those standards. We will be very strong about country of origin uh, to make sure that if you are buying a product, you know where that product was uh, Grown. Um, so those are some of the things we will do, but it is an issue that I take very seriously. Thank you, Senator, for coming tonight and listening to us at Indiana Farmers. I feel it's a very important policy discussion going forward. My name is James Franzen. I'm from Northeast Iowa. I helped my parents running organic beef, pork, and grain farm, and uh, we are uh, producing organic meat. For Organic Valley, the farm-owned co-op that has 2,000 family farmers all across the United States, including your state in Vermont, over 100 farmers. And also, I own and operate an, an organic livestock feed mill, Riverside Feeds. I work with numerous farmers every day all across the United States, and they know, I do know that they are still the backbone of America. We need a Secretary of Agriculture who stands with sustainable family farmers, not corporate interest groups. Will you appoint the Secretary of Agriculture who understands and will support vibrant, organic, and regenerative family farmers? Absolutely. Um, look, I have spent my entire political life fighting against the greed and the corruption of corporate interests. And right now, it is no secret to anybody in this room that we have a Department of Agriculture which supports, subsidizes, factory farming, agribusiness, and has turned its back in a significant way uh, to the family farmers, on the family farmers of this country. And the result is tragic. Uh, organic or not organic, we're seeing so many uh, families forced off the land. Um, so you have my word, uh, and this one you can take to the bank, that we will not be appointing a Secretary of Agriculture uh, who comes from agribusiness, who comes from big corporate interest. He will come from the family, he or she, will come from, the, uh, from a background in family-based agriculture who knows the pain that is going on right now, knows the importance of organic agriculture, knows what's going on in terms of the decline of rural America, all of those issues. There's no question that you will have an aggressive uh, Secretary of Agriculture who's gonna fight for family farmers and for organic agriculture.
Um, my name is Patty Naylor. I farm organically with my husband George. We have um, uh, organic corn, soybeans, oats, hay, and a cider apple orchard. Um, and I don't have my question with me. I think you, it was something. About, it was about um, the organic standards, and you touched on that already. So I think I'll. Um, I, if we really are serious about um, fighting climate change, all of our agriculture should be organic. And right now, the United States is ex trying to export their industrial agriculture model. It's been estimated by the United Nations that 820 million people today are food insecure. And climate change is going to make that worse. Um, so I, I believe, I'd like your response, um, sorry, um, the United States should be a role model in um, parity for the farmers, so the farmers can actually make some money. Uh, supply management, so we're not over um, overproducing the wrong foods. Let me just jump in there and tell okay. you. And, and yeah. food and grain reserves as well. All right, if you talk to anybody in the state of Vermont, they will tell, they will tell you that from my first day in the United States Congress back in 1991, I was a strong advocate of supply management. And what has happened in dairy and it happens in other products as well. Prices go up, people overproduce, they go into debt to produce, prices go down and they're stuck and farmers go out of business because it's a glut on the market. And actually in Vermont now, I have to tell you that after years and years of resistance from family-based dairy farmers, there is now significant support for the concept of supply management. And we live, where I live in Burlington, is 50 miles away from Canada. Canada has, some of you may know, in terms of dairy, very strong supply management, and by and large, their farms are doing very well. The price they're getting for 100 is almost double what it is in Vermont, okay? So, I am counting in in terms of supply uh, management. And in terms of climate change, as I've just indicated, I, I don't know that there's, you know, any, there are so many issues out there, you know, you know fight for healthcare and education, but how can anybody in this day and age not understand the severity of the uh, crisis regarding climate change? And uh, we will do use all the tools and all the ways, but certainly we're not going to export an agricultural model which makes a bad situation worse. What we want to do is to make sure that we feed, and by the way, you talk about people abroad being uh, food insecure, you don't have to go too far away from here in the United States of America. So we want to be feeding our people, we want to feed our people healthy food, we want to work with countries around the world to wipe out uh, starvation and, and food insecurity. I'd like to follow up with part of Patty's question that she didn't have in her hand. <laughs> but it has to do with something that you've mentioned before, Senator Sanders, that integrity of organics. And just a little short history is that we've had some very big failings on integrity. We've seen the Trump administration come in and throw out the organic, the animal welfare standards. We've seen um, lack of enforcement of grazing standards, and, and um, we've seen allowance of hydroponics. And the problem is that we see agribusiness going through the back door of USDA, lobbying hard, and getting a seat at the table that we as farmers don't have. What can we do about that? <laughs> well, we're going to change the design of the table. Very <laughs> good. Strengthen standards, and I know that it, it, it's going to be different for different 
commodities. But give me some ideas. You, you've touched on, on some. But if you had your druthers, what would it look like? Well, first I'd mention that organic farmers have gotten so frustrated that a lot of our pioneer organic farmers got together and created something called the Real Organic Project, which is an add-on certification that brings the standards back up to the original intent of the Organic Foods Production Act. So farmers are, are working and, and trying to do that. So several things we need. We need, to, we need to make soil be the basis of organic farming. No hydroponics. We need to have animals grazing in the landscape. We need to have organic chickens having outdoor So this would, this would, by definition, do away with the pork uh, factory, the, the pork, uh, what do you call it, the... the, uh, the king yeah, so by, by definition, you would do away with that, yes? Uh, the organic doesn't technically allow concentrated animal feeding operations cables, but we see that through the back door, they're allowing some that are allowing like 100,000 chickens in a building with no real access access to the outdoors. So, and that's the standard is in place, but we're not enforcing it. We need to have enforced. Okay, say another word for me on uh, soil. Soil. Um, the organic standards in the actual law for the produced organic standards mentions soil in many places, that we need to build soil fertility, we need crop rotations. But what's happened is that the industry finds it's cheaper to grow some plants in pots. And now if you go to a store and you buy a tomato, organic tomato, it's very likely to be organic, but it's I'm very likely to be hydroponic, but it's not labeled hydroponic. And so the industry has through the back door that has twisted USDA's arm and allowed them to say, yes, we're going to let you do whatever you want. You can do hydroponics, no, no soil required. And, and we as organic farmers think that is that's wrong, and we need to have that rectified. All right, but let me just say to answer your first part of your question, uh, family-based agriculture and organic-based agriculture will have a very important seat at the table as we go forward discussing these issues. Other questions? So we do have some time for questions from the floor. Well, um, I, 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 maybe just one or two, I'm gonna have to, we gotta We'll take one more. question. If there's a, an organic farmer, As good as your ideas are, and where our legal system works, the president can't do everything alone. There's things you can't do, but you can't do everything. Uh, what term limits have? Your opinion on term limits? Uh, I'm not a great fan of term limits. I'll tell you why. Maybe, <laughs> maybe because I've been in Congress for 48 years or something. You know, I, I think term limits, look, is the political system corrupt? Yeah, of course it's corrupt. It's corrupt for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's corrupt because billionaires now are able to spend as much money as they want, and in some cases, hundreds of millions of dollars to elect candidates to represent the wealthy and the powerful. So we need real campaign finance reform. We need to overturn Citizens United. We need to move, in my view, to public funding of elections. Second issue in terms of the political process. It is no great secret that many Republican governors are working overtime to suppress the vote. They don't want people of color, they don't want young people to be participating in the political process. I will fight to make it clear that in this country, if you are 18 years of age or older, you have the right to vote. End of discussion. Now the problem with term limits is, you know, you have some people up there who are doing a good job. 
and their constituents would like to see them stay in office. Now, if you have term limits, sometimes what you do is everybody's coming in as new, you can develop a bureaucracy which has much more power than it should. So, the system is corrupt, no question about it. And I would approach it in a different way uh, than uh, term limits. All right, I have to apologize. We're going to have to get back to Des Moines. Um, Yep, I'll just close this up. Thank you again uh, to Senator Sanders for engaging in this important discussion with Iowa Organic Farmers. Thank you to the Iowa Organic Farmers who asked such engaging questions um, about the policy issues most important to you and your fellow farmers. Okay, well, let me just conclude by thanking you all. The work you're doing is enormously important, and people all over the country appreciate what you're doing in helping to get them high quality food. Thank you very much for watching.